Shut up and sit down. Alright, welcome back to the soon-to-be critically acclaimed <laughs> soon-to-be critically acclaimed music variety show. This is Crank It to Eleven. Uh thank you for tuning into this weekly review. Uh today we will be talking about a band and a song that I only discovered today, actually. So this is a true testament to my commitment to bring you unheard music. So today we will be reviewing Waiting for the Thunder by Blackberry Smoke off of their new album, Like an Arrow. Let's take a quick listen. So that right there, that's why I get upset when people say rock or classic rock is dead. Because they're just dead wrong. <laughs> no pun intended. Just because you're too caught up with the newest radio pop trance music doesn't mean that, that a whole genre doesn't exist anymore. I was just talking about this actually on my other podcast last night briefly. Um, my other podcast being The Loudest Minds. There's your plug. Uh, I I always hear when I'm talking about like a new rock band, something that I'm listening to that no one else really is, or any of my friends at least, they say, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's nothing like ACDC or Led Zeppelin or The Beatles or Queen or Leonard Skinner or any other classic rock band that they can name. I can go on for hours with that. Um, and to that I say, just leave your bubble and listen to some new music. This podcast is for people like me, who don't take convention as virtue and wish to find uncharted territories territories in the music realm. I encourage you to never give up listening and finding music that you really want to listen to. It's out there. You just have to look. And hopefully I can be a catalyst to that. So let's get back to it. And today I decided uh, that we're going to change things up a little bit and try a new formula for breaking everything down. There was nothing wrong with the, the last four episodes that I've done. Uh, I'm just still feeling this whole thing out, feeling out my groove, and trying to give you guys something that may be easier to digest. Uh, honestly, feedback is encouraged, so if this is something, this format is something you like, honestly, when I was you know writing my notes, it's something that I liked a little better, kept everything moving and in order. So uh, the four categories that we'll be going over are the band, the visuals, the audio, and an overall rating. Um, so the visuals, the audio, and the overall will all get ratings themselves. The band, I'm not going to rate the band because that's you know what I, it's, I don't know, that'd be weird to rate like, oh, how they look or something. I don't, that's just, I'm not going to do that. Um, so the band, 
so Blackberry Smoke, first of all, cool name. <laughs> Gives me a sense of like a sweet but tangy, burny type smell attached to some kind of purple tinted cloud. Uh, they're an American Southern rock slash country rock outfit from none other than Atlanta, Georgia. And like I said in the last episode, you know, you could name, you could put a band in a genre however you want. Uh, you could put them in multiple genres. It's really, it's kind of subjective. It's kind of how you look at it. So it's country rock, which first of all, country and rock aren't like a thing. I would, I would more align that with Southern rock. Um, so that's, I guess with the, you know, there's probably country chords and the way they play it's more country but that's where southern rock comes from like leonard skinner so they are comparable to a like a modern sounding leonard skinner uh they got like a little bit of the sword a little crowbot type sound and the good parts of zz top if you know me you know i'm not a huge fan of zz top uh i just don't like their music that much but like with that solo that we heard a little earlier i feel like that gave you like the good parts of ZZ Top, like it was like the southerny, bluesy type rock solo. Um, like an Arrow is actually the fifth studio album by Blackberry Smoke. It's their first self-produced album, though, and I had no idea that they'd been around long enough to have four other albums. I honestly, I'll have to go check them out, check out the other albums. I think when I was researching, I saw that they are more of a country band from, you know, from what I read, other than this album, it's more country. I'll have to, you know, listen to it to make sure, but I could have just been reading that wrong. Because if so, I probably won't like them that much. It'll, you know, probably may be one of those bands where, like, I really only like one album. Um, in a recent review, uh, in a recent interview, I should say, with The Boot, which I think is a uh, country magazine, uh, Charlie Starr, the lead singer, said that he felt really proud about this album. He knows they aren't finished making the music, or making music at all, but it feels like he got some sort of closure in some way because of how well this album ended up being and how, you know the sense of pride that he got with it when he completed it. Like an Arrow is the number one country album, the number one Americana album, the number 12 top 200, the number six current album, the number three rock album, and the number two indie album. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six different, you know, top ten, top band kind of accolades that they It's pretty great accolades for being a fifth album of a band. You know, usually within the, the freshman or sophomore album is when you're going to see the most accolades for someone. So it, it makes sense that this, you know, this sense of pride is coming with this album. Uh, let's hit on the next topic, the visuals. This is my favorite part because I like visuals and I like, uh, it's, I don't know, I just like aesthetics of things. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 for them, for the visuals. There is no music, I think this is where they might lose the uh, 0.5. I don't know where I was coming with the 0.5, but this might be it. There's no music video yet. Um, who knows if they will have one, but honestly... I didn't dock a whole point because it's kind of nice that they they don't have a music video for this yet. It you, There's something about that that's not going to, you know, uh, there's something about not having a music video that that allows you to not be tainted or 
it it won't be able to alter your interpretation of the song. When it comes to music videos, I'm sort of indifferent or on the fence about them. Uh, if there were one, I would be more than excited to watch it and, and analyze it, but it better be good and it better be aesthetically pleasing. So I think it's playing it safe if there's no music video for me at least, because um, it's just one less thing that I can criticize about it. Speaking of aesthetics, I am a huge fan of album cover art. Cover art secretly sells me on the on like listening to an album or listening to music at all. Really, if it's something new, I'm gonna be like market to me by by making great cover art. This is a de this is definitely a winning formula to winning me over, um, but I'm not really sure what it is about cover art and I don't know if I can truly put it into words. I'm going to try, but I don't know if I really understand why cover art speaks so much to me. Uh, what I do know is that I'm a big fan of color schemes. The cover art really gives me, uh, the color cover art of this album really gives me this desert type feel that really ties into the vibe of the audio, which we'll touch on soon. Uh, the background depicts what I believe to be a night sky, but if you really look at it, the sky isn't black. You know, you you know it's a sky scene because of the vast expanse of stars and it's kind of dark, but the color of the sky is closer to a green and a gray and a yellow type mix. Uh, it's how I imagine the stars to look without oh, a lot of light pollution, which is kind of funny because <laughs> when you're looking at the album cover, it looks like there is light pollution because of the like yellow hue to it. But it's kind of like what I imagine if I were laying under the stars, what I would see if there weren't light pollution because in this cover album, or in the album cover, there, the stars are everywhere and you can, you can essentially get lost in them. Um, I live in an area where <coughs> you see a few stars at night because of all the light pollution. You know, there's nothing that can really get through. The sky can't really break through that. Um, now I don't know the specific font that they used for this, but doesn't it just give you that Southern Midwest vibe? I know it does for me. Uh, it's the small deals, details like that, that really sell it. It's about understanding how to really tie things together, how to really, it's not like, you know, the, the cover, the album art should not be different from the music. There shouldn't be, it shouldn't stray too much. It should really be one and really tell a story. Uh, now in the middle of the cover you'll find a very tribe-like, Americana-type, almost hieroglyphic eagle. I tried like throwing these terms into Google and researching what exactly it would be, but I couldn't find the specific style of art and, that the eagle falls in. I wish I had a name for it because it's really awesome. Um, it's almost like a patch designed eagle like something you would like a patch you would put on a leather jacket it's super simple some may say a vector style eagle you know those who are in design uh the colors are what make it pop will really make it loud um it's a red it, it's got reds in it it's got yellows and oranges mixed in and moreover it really drives home that midwest country feel you know how yellow and red and brown and gray are really like the like the Native American, Americana type colors and, and schemes. Um, moving on to audio, 
I give it a 3.5 out of 5, honestly. I like the Americana feel. I like that this has that this is something I would put on if I were to take a cross-country road trip. It's also something I would listen to if I were to lay out under the night sky, like I said before, in the desert by a campfire. It's, it gives you that feeling. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 because I don't particularly love the chorus. It has this buildup in this sweet guitar and like uh, it it's got all this going for it and then it hits the chorus and it like let me down so that it like hit me even harder and i was like ah that's not what i wanted so that's the weakest point in my opinion for this song it's not a bad chorus it ju is just more country has more of a country twang than i'm comfortable with in a song like this um one of my favorite parts of the song is how the band stops playing in the parts of the verses and all you hear is the singer it builds anticipation for that heavy to guitar to come swinging back in. I play guitar, I mess around on guitar, and sometimes it's hard to know when to stop playing. And that's such a like a weird weird lesson, but it's like sometimes you can you have this sweet riff going on and you feel like you have to just keep going with it or go into the next uh movement, but sometimes it's even more powerful to just play that riff and stop and then let the singer do a couple bars or let the drums come in and do something else. Like there's, it's different, it's unique, and I loved it. Uh, some may call this song ominous or it's about impending doom, it's got a dark feeling, but I didn't really read into it that much when I was listening to it. I've only listened to it three or four times like most songs on here, but I wasn't really trying to get into the whole like, oh, what's this mean? Um, which is actually kind of weird for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the little breakdown in the organ solo that we heard earlier, actually. And, yeah, an organ solo. You don't really hear that every day. So, I'll, I, like, that's where it's saving graces. The whole instrumentals of this song are fantastic. Overall, I give this song a 4 out of 5. This song is rock and roll. No frills, golden age rock and roll. And that is how you make new classic rock music. Maybe in 20 or 30 years, this will be part of the neoclassic rock genre. Who knows? But don't let people tell you, like, oh, this is, you know, there's no one out there that makes classic rock anymore. Like, obviously, it's not, it wouldn't be classic rock if they were making it now. Like, it, it, your argument's invalid. Uh, this album was self-produced, as I said earlier, which may hint towards its success, actually. A band who can play what they want and not conform to the producer's demands will make better music because passion is involved. Just as I am so passionate about this podcast. <laughs> this was a really good episode. I was really feeling it. It really, uh, you know, that was, that, honestly, that's it today. I'm, I'm wrapping things up on my end. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this today. We just hit our 15 minutes, so that's perfect. I love it. Everything is awesome. Be sure to check out the Facebook page and the Twitter page to see the full um, full music video. It's not a full music video, but a full uh, YouTube link to the song. Uh, so until next time, guys, drown out the day and crank it to 11.